Gopher fans, it's Phil Mackey here with a question for you business owners specifically. Have you ever had an insurance claim that left you feeling like you got sacked in the end zone? When something bad happens to the company you built with your blood, sweat, and tears, you don't want to be left sitting on the sidelines waiting to get back in the game. You want your insurance team to be ready with a game plan that helps you recover smoothly so you can get on with running your business. Your local federated representative is ready to create a custom playbook of specialty insurance products and risk management strategies for you. Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect yours. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. Another quarantined edition of the Score North Gopher Show. I would be Ross Brendel, at Brendel Ross on the Twitter machine. Joined on this edition by five Eyewitness News, Jack of All Trades, sports guy, as well as Score North contributor. You may know him from the Scoops podcast, or you probably just know him from following him on Twitter. That would be none other than Darren Doogie Wolfson. Doogie, how you doing? I'm doing okay, Ross. Physically fine, mentally. That's a roller coaster. Distant learning is a roller coaster when you have a third grader and a kindergartner. My respect for teachers was always through the roof, but it's like infinitely through the roof at this point. I, for, you know, obvious reasons, Ross, decided not to be an elementary school teacher. I now know why. Like, it's been confirmed the last few weeks. The Hopkins School District is doing an amazing job of distant learning, but it's still a struggle. But I think it's a struggle for a lot of people. And, hey, Ross, uh, my wife and I still have our jobs. And we have our health, so I can't really complain at this point. Doogie, harder finding a scoop on where some of these gophers might get drafted or harder teaching school? Oh, it's not even close, Ross. The latter. Absolutely <laughs> <laughs> the latter. I've got, I've got relationships with some of these guys and coaches for these guys, and trainers for these guys going back many, many years. It helps a few of the guys, you know, like high school ball here in town. So, yeah, it's not even close, though. It's a blowout. Well, let's do this, Doogie, then. Let's dive into that information. I just kind of want to go player for player. We'll start with gopher players and gopher ties, and then if we have time, maybe move into some other kids here locally. Let's start with, I think, more than likely the first gopher off the board could even be on Thursday. Antoine Winfield Jr., he's the Big Ten Defensive Back of the Year last year, Bronco Nagurski Award finalist. What are you hearing with Antoine Winfield Jr.? I don't think it's likely, Ross. I think it's 100% that he will be the first gopher off the board. I think the better question is, does he go on Thursday or does he go early on Friday? I do know that the Chiefs at 32 have done a ton of homework on Antoine. So the question is, does somebody like Cincinnati, you know, first pick second round, another team that's done all sorts of homework on him, or Atlanta, you know, they pick fairly high in the second round. Even Chicago, I think they might be, like, in the early 40s. They've done a lot of work on Antoine. You know, because one of those teams potentially move above Kansas City trying to get to, like, pick 31 or pick 30. Like, Green Bay, I'm sure, would have to make sure after moving back that the price was right. So, does the team move up? But, yeah, I mean, he'll be the first gopher to go off the board. He can play slot corner. He can play safety. He can tackle. He can cover. He can do so many different things. I get it. There's an injury history. They have a right flag there. They did get it for 2019. Just fine. I think he is going to have a long and prosperous career. I love his future. The Vikings have connected with him. A few other teams as well. But certainly those teams that I mentioned, Kansas City, Atlanta, Chicago, Cincinnati. Also Tennessee, 
which is an interesting team because I'm about to connect this afternoon with Amani Hooker. Remember, Amani was a fourth-round pick. Speaking of Big Ten defensive back of the year, two years ago, Amani Hooker, Park Center High School, Iowa Hawkeyes Ross. He was the Big Ten defensive back of the year. The Titans have two starting safeties. They are looking for a slot corner, but Amani did that in Iowa City. He played like 400 snaps for Tennessee last year. Not so many in the slot, but a little bit in the slot. They're about to lose Logan Ryan in free agency, although I suppose they could bring him back. The question for Tennessee is, would they potentially take Antoine late 20s? I forget exactly where they are. Maybe 29, Ross? You might have a list in front of you. I'm outside talking, so I don't have all my information in front of me. But the Tennessee Titans have done a lot of work on Antoine. The question they have to answer is, do they prefer Amani Hooker? you know, in the slot there and, and giving him maybe closer to 700 snacks this upcoming year, or do they pull the trigger on Antoine? But where are those late first or like second loss? He will be the first to go for all the board. You were correct, Doogie. Tennessee checks in this year at number 29 with their first overall pick in the 2020 NFL Draft. Doogie, what are you hearing? What have you been able to dig up on alleged character issues or character concerns with Tyler Johnson? Obviously, I'm not nearly as close to the program as you, but the first time I heard this, I thought, well, this is a team planting something so they can draft him. Is that theory close, or is there actually something to that? Well, I mean, that stuff, unfortunately, does happen, Ross. I can tell you that so much close to Tyler going back multiple months, it started to hear that a couple teams, so more than one team, was leaking that information. The reporter that put that out there, or draft analyst, is Matt Miller from Bleach Report. Matt has been doing this a long time. I don't know him personally. I don't think he made it up. Now, would he lie to? That certainly is very, 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 very possible. Ross Journalism 101, why is this person lying to me? It's entirely possible a team made something up, told Matt, Matt trusted the information, then put it out there. As far as I can tell, nobody else has put that out there. I did talk to Tyler last week, Ross. He addressed that topic, that question. He said in his numerous virtual interviews with teams that character red flags have not come up once. Now, was he telling the truth? I think he was. I've known him for many years, but I don't know. Maybe he was lying to me. I don't know for sure, Ross, but I can just tell you, he did tell me that, that you know, in his conversations with teams that that topic hasn't come up. And, I mean, he's, he's done enough, you know, whether it's, heck, he had a workout with an NFC South team. I won't name the team specifically, but you can throw it down to a few teams. <laughs> he worked out for an NFC South team right after the combine before things shut down. So that team flew up a couple individuals from their front office here to Minneapolis, put Tyler through a workout. You know, so that team obviously is interested. He's connected with the Vikings, the Packers, the Browns, the Raiders, the Rams. The Panthers are an interesting team. Maybe another team. Like, to me, he's going to be available on Saturday. It's just that deep of a wide receiver draft. So, like, Saturday morning, you know, Friday night, rounds two and three, finish up, Ross. Then teams go back to the drawing board. They look at the board, and they're like, whoa, Tyler Johnson is still there. So at that point, maybe even a team that already took a wide receiver might just say, you know what, the talent is too good. Like, we can't pass up on that guy. You know, so, like, to me, he could go any number of spots. But the teams I listed are the teams that I would keep an eye on. He can play in the slot. He can play outside. I know there are some questions about his speed. He never officially ran the 40. I think he's fast enough. I'm not overly concerned about what a guy runs in underwear you know, straight line speed. I'm more concerned about what he looks like on tape 
how does he play with with you know shoulder pads on and, and football gear on? How does he run in that regard? I thought he ran fine. Just go back and watch the Outback Bowl. You know, Auburn's got numerous NFL players on his defense. You know, he lit them up, 12 catches, 200 yards, multiple touchdowns. Go back and watch any number of games going back multiple years. I think he's going to produce. I think some teams going to be very happy taking him on Saturday. Doogie, I can confirm in just my underwear, I run no faster. So feel free to drop that scoop if you'd like. Just <laughs> about logically, you're going to put a lot of stock in what a guy runs in those tight biker shorts and a tight shirt, right? But you're not playing football in that gear. Like, I've never quite understood. And I don't even think teams put a ton of stock into the 40 time, it might confirm what they see on tape. Like you watch Henry Rudd, the wide receiver from Alabama. You can see on tape how fast he is. Boom. Then he runs a 4-2-8 in Indy. Okay. Belief confirmed. Right? So I think that's how teams use the 40. But I don't necessarily think that a lot of teams are going to hold a lack of 40 time against Tyler. Doogie, there are three other Gophers that have the potential to be drafted, all projecting as maybe sixth or seventh round picks or probably first off the board rookie free agents. Those would be Carter Coughlin, Kamal Martin, and Chris Williamson. What can you tell me about those three? And of those three that I named, how many of them do you think will get drafted? Well, no, I had Rodney Smith, so I think it's actually four Ross. I think it's those four. I don't think Barber gets drafted. I don't think Renner gets drafted. But I think those four have a realistic chance. I think more so Martin and Coughlin. If I could bet right now, Ross, Williamson, undrafted free agent. Smith, undrafted free agent. Martin, draft pick. Coughlin, draft pick. They could go any number of places. Like, think about Carter. Carter will help a team on special teams immediately. I think he's more likely a sixth or seventh round pick, not a fourth or a fifth round pick. So he goes on Saturday, but I think later on Saturday, I mean, teams like the Cardinals and the Rams and the Lions and the Jaguars and the Vikings and a few others have shown some interest. I think some teams are still trying to figure out exactly where they would use him. Like, he can help out immediately on special teams, but then if he needs to go in and play, is he a Sam linebacker? He thinks he's a Sam linebacker, you know, but could he be an edge rusher, you know, hand on the ground, or is he too undersized? I think, you know, just where teams, you know, project him to play off, I think, you know, creates a little bit of a dilemma, and that's what pushes him down the board. But, I mean, character is A+. plus. You'll never have to worry about a guy like Carter. He's got great leadership qualities, you know, and I think he'll make a team. I think he makes a 53-man roster. You know, sometimes for a 6% round pick, it's hard. I think he'll stick. I just think his athleticism will play on special teams. But I'm just saying he could go any number of places just because teams will say, you know what, we can just slot him in immediately on special teams. We don't know if he's a fit at linebacker or edge rusher, but we know he'll help immediately on special teams. So let's let's pull the trigger. But the teams I mentioned would be the teams that I would keep an eye on right now. On Kamal Martin, he's three and a half months removed from knee surgery. I'm told he's doing well. He's even doing some running. He's connected virtually with upwards of 20 teams. A lot of teams are checking in to see how he is from a medical standpoint. You know, he got dinged up pretty good during the season. But that's another guy whose athleticism plays. Like, he was a really good quarterback in high school at Burnsville. That just tells you what sort of athlete Kamal Martin is. You know, so I think he goes sixth or seventh round. You know, and I think uh, the teams I mentioned for Carter would be teams that keep an eye on for Kamal as well. But same deal. Like, he can help with that special teams immediately. So he could go 
you know, realistically, Ross, like, I couldn't rule out any of the 32 teams just because he can help on special teams. I'm Chris Williamson. I know he's connected with the Vikings, the Bills, the Cardinals, the Panthers for virtual chat. But again, I don't think he gets drafted. You know, so teams could, like, for example, if Arizona drafts multiple defensive backs, you know, would it make sense for Chris to sign with them right after the draft? Maybe not. So another team could emerge. I know just from a fact, you know, standpoint that he has connected virtually with those teams. I know Rodney Smith, he's connected with them. You call him Bob, the Vikings running back. So he told me off. I interviewed him a couple weeks ago. He does prefer a team that, that has his own blocking scheme, like the Vikings, like the 49ers. The 49ers have shown some interest. I know the Panthers have shown some interest. The Dolphins, the Jets. You know, Rodney has, has you know, a lot of tape. I mean, six years worth of tape. You know, a little bit of a, an injury history. It's just tough for running backs, right? I mean, running backs keep value in general at this point across the league. So if I had bet, you know, just based on age, based on injury history, based on the fact he wasn't able to perform, you know, on, on pro day, just for pro day canceled, I think it's tough for him. He didn't play in any postseason all-star game because he got dinged up in the outback. In fact, he told me he got dinged up on his first touch of the game. He ended up playing the rest of the game, so he played hurt. The entire outback bowl, you know, but then decided to skip one of the postseason uh, all-star games he was invited to, so teams didn't get a chance to watch him there. You know, he thought, man, I'll just perform at Pro Day. I'll make sure I'm good to go March 25th. Well, then Pro Day is, is canceled. So I think Rodney is an undrafted free agent. So Williamson, undrafted free agent. Rodney, undrafted free agent. Martin, late-round pick. Coughlin, late-round pick. I do think Sam Renner and Thomas Harper have a chance to also get picked up by teams. Maybe not so much for the other guys, Winston D, the last name I'll botch if I try to pronounce it. Yeah, I mean, Winston, Winston might be, you know, heck, the next president for all I know. I mean, that kid is so smart. I think whatever he does in life, he's going to succeed. You know, some teams have checked in with his agent. He doesn't have an agent, so some teams have checked in with his agent just to make sure they have contact information. He's not going to get drafted, but he might get a phone call or two after the draft. On Renner, I'll tell you this much. He's connected with over 20 teams, virtually, including the Vikings, Ross. He can play defensive tackle. He can play defensive end. I mean, he's got a motor that, that doesn't stop. You know, he's not going to get drafted. I think Sam Reiner does have a chance to get picked up by some team late on Saturday in trade and trade. Doogie, any bites on Shannon Brooks? He also has, as you mentioned earlier for Rodney Smith, a, a ton of tape, but a very up and down and injury play college career. He'll he'll wind up somewhere at least in camp, wouldn't you think? I don't know on him, Ross. I mean, he's got he's got some off the field, you know, red flags. I mean, they did some Google and, and see some stuff, even though you know he he escaped any serious damage in, in those regards. But but it's out there, you know, when teams were doing their research and a guy like that. You do a Google search and it pops up. You know, so teams are curious. And he does have an injury history. I would be surprised. Never say never, but I would be surprised if, if a team picks him up. I don't think he gets picked up. Now, do I think he's, he's done as a football player? No. I mean, he could go make some money in Canada. He could go play somewhere. But if I had to bet right now, he doesn't land with an NFL team. Doogie, the Gophers will also have this year's fun because there's plenty of draftable players to talk about. They'll have plenty of draftable players again next year to talk about. One of them could be a pretty high pick. As we're sitting here today projecting out a year, 
How high do you think Rashad Bateman could go in next year's draft? I think he can go very high, Ross, and I think it makes a ton of sense for him to declare and not come back for his senior year. I will say whether it's the wide receiver from Clemson, last name Ross, or the wide receiver from LSU, last name Chase, who put on a show in the national championship game. I mean, he abused A.J. Terrell, the Clemson cornerback, who is going to be a first-round pick, who's a guy I hear the Vikings like a lot. Like, A.J. Terrell could land with the Vikings at pick 22 or pick 25. He's a really good player. He just happened to have a really bad game on the biggest stage possible. But if you go back and watch A.J. Terrell tape, you'll realize he is a really good cornerback. Yet that LSU kid just demolished him. And I can't remember if Chase is a freshman or sophomore. Maybe you have the Google handy Jamar Chase wrong. Because if he's a freshman, obviously he would not be eligible for the 2021 draft. He'd be 2022. But I do know the Clemson receipt the loss is, is really, really highly thought of. Uh, but I would think Bateman, I mean, just the way the game is, is evolving and continues to evolve, Ross, you know, like this year, we're going to see at least four wide receivers go in the first round, right? Potentially five, depending on, you know, Denzel Mims and a couple other guys. But, like, to me, for sure, right, the two Alabama kids, Judy and Ruggs, Lamb of Oklahoma, Jefferson of LSU, like those four wide receivers for sure will go on Thursday night. And potentially a bit, who knows, maybe even a six. That's how how good and deep the the wide receiver class this year is. So, like, next year, you would think if if four go in the first round this year, there's probably a chance that three go in the first round next year. I would think Bateman slots in right after the Clemson kid and right after the LSU kid if the LSU kid is eligible. But, again, I'll defer to you whether that kid is eligible next year or he has to wait until 2022. Yeah, just a quick Google search. He was a sophomore this year, Duke, so he should be eligible. And I would guess, just like you would recommend to Rashad Bateman, that he will declare for the NFL draft. So he will definitely factor into that. Just a few minutes left with you, Doogie, so let's do some quick hitters on some other players. Former gopher Keontae Harden, what are you hearing? What do you know about him? Yeah, a few teams have reached out. So far, not the Vikings. I don't have the specific list, but he does have an agent. He went on to play at Pittsburgh State. Gophers fans might remember. I mean, he he played okay. He wasn't a bad corner for the Gophers. So I don't think he gets drafted. I would be surprised if, if he gets drafted. But he has a chance to land with the team, you know, late Saturday, undrafted free agency. You did a piece on Shane Zilstra Doogie, which is available at KSTP.com. Uh, tell us about his draft stock. I, I know about him, but admittedly, I've never seen him play a game. I've just seen what's been done on him in the local media. Interesting story, and of course, we're all familiar with the family name. Yeah, he's the younger brother of former Viking, current Carolina Panthers wide receiver, Brandon Bilstrom. Here's all you really need to know about Shane. He shattered a lot of Adam Thielen's records and others' records at Minnesota State Mankato. Like, he holds a lot of the receiving records. But think about how good Adam Thielen was in college. Shane Zilstra has as many of the records now. You know, so he's he's highly productive. He's also training at the tight end position. So he wants to show Dean and put his hand on the ground because he's a little bit bigger. You know, he's not going to blow you away speed-wise. But he's got some size to him. I think no pro day really hurt him. I think he had a chance to, to really impress scouts. Like, Ross, as far as I know, Nearly every NFL team was planning on being a golfer's pro day on March 25th. Because Tyler Johnson was going to run. You know, Whitfield would have just done positional drills. But I think enough teams just wanted to see Antoine again a few weeks removed from the combine. You know, teams, I think, wanted to connect with Sam Renner. 
you know, some other guys. So, like, Shane was going to perform at Gophers Pro Day on the 25th. Ben Barks, by the way, St. John's offensive lineman, also would have been at, at Gophers Pro Day. He's going to go on Friday. I think he's a third-round pick, maybe even late second round. We can get to him in a second if you want, Ross. But I just think every NFL team, now maybe it would have just been an area scout, maybe not an assistant GM or a GM, but my understanding is every NFL team would have had a representation at Gophers Pro Day on March 25th. So Shane Zilster would have had a chance to impress teams that way. So that gets canceled. So, I mean, he's not going to get drafted, unfortunately, but he has connected with a number of teams. I know the Raiders were the first team to show interest in him, but at this point, I think he's done either phone conversations or virtual interviews for like 15 teams, something like that. So he has a chance. I wouldn't dismiss it. I think it's probably in the in the 50-50 range, you know, whether he gets picked up right after the draft, maybe he has to wait a little bit. I think he can make money. I mean, maybe he takes the route Brandon did, right? Goes to Canada for a little bit, stars in Canada, then circles back to the NFL. I think he's good enough to make money playing football. The question, Ross, is, you know, is it in the NFL? Doogie, do this for me. You mentioned Ben Barge. Walk me through his story. The St. John's tackle, you said you think he might be, did I hear you correctly, you think he might be a third-round pick if I heard that correctly, or maybe you said third-day pick. Regardless, that's an incredible story. I can't, was Blake Elliott the last St. John's kid to get some run in the NFL, and that was locally with the Vikings. Maybe I'm missing somebody, but explain to me how somebody like him, and maybe there's more to the story that I'm just not familiar with. How does he wind up at St. John's? How does he elevate to the level that he's at? And how does he wind up on NFL teams radar playing against uh, not bad competition, but not big 10 or North Dakota state competition? How, how does that happen? Walk me through that really quickly. Yeah, it's a cool story. Now, Brandon Zilster played at Concordia Moorhead, you know, so Brandon had a little bit of Mayak time. But yeah, I mean, it's it's rare for a Mayak player to be drafted. I can't remember the last Mayak player. I'm sure I'm forgetting it. I should know top of my head. It's been a few years. You know, it's happened, but it's been a while. I just can't remember the last Mayak player to get drafted. Ben March is going to get drafted. Ross, I said third round. Not third day. Third round. I think he goes on Friday. Day two. Maybe even late second round. He's an incredible story. He's from the state of Oregon. His family has, has some connections here to Minnesota. You know, so he wanted to continue his his football career after high school there in Oregon. Lands at St. John's. I don't remember exactly all the details. I should lean on my friend Chet Osland or somebody else uh, at, at St. John's to, to get the full story. Although I talked to Ben last week. I guess I could have asked Ben to to retell the story how he landed there, but I only had it for about 15 minutes, and I figured there were enough other topics to hit him on. But anyway, family connection here in Minnesota, lands at St. John's, was initially a tight end. Then a couple of years ago, it was recommended that, that he tries offensive line. And to his credit, hard work, Ross, right? I mean, he just worked his ass off, you know, and added weight, added a ton of muscle, worked on his technique, and he turned into one phenomenal tackle. You know, and he's got a big-time agency representing him, Rep. 1. You know, so that helps that he's got big-time agents working on his behalf. He's connected with so many teams, including the Vikings. You know, so, yeah, I think I think it's realistic to think that, that he goes on Friday. Maybe more so third round, not second. You know, maybe it's even late third. And I guess if, if he was still on the board on Saturday morning, I wouldn't be shocked. But if he is on the board Saturday morning, He'll go early fourth round. I mean, that's how good of a prospect he is. 
Hat tip here, Doogie, to the Forum and WDAY, the last Mayak player selected. I'll give you the year. I'll see if this refreshes your memory. He was Mr. Irrelevant in 2003. Does that help you? Wide receiver? Wide receiver. You're getting there. Oh, close. Gustavus. Gustavus. Yeah, right. Was it pronounced Hag? I always thought it was Hogue. Ryan Hogue? Ryan Hag? Oh, Ryan Hogue. I think you're right. Yeah, I'm thinking of Joe Hag, former North Dakota State offensive lineman. He's now, he just signed a nice breach contract to block the top break in Tampa. Yeah, Ryan Hogue, who was on, I think he was on The Bachelor at some point. Good looking guy. <laughs> He's got a little bit of a reality television background. You can Google that if you want to, but yeah, wide receiver. Yeah, okay, Gustavus. I couldn't remember the exact school. Okay, so it's been 17 years since a Mayak player was drafted. So Ben Barnes, 100%, is going to get drafted. The question is, when did he Doogie, your scoops are always phenomenal. Give me one more in 20 seconds or less on North Dakota State lineman and local kid Zach Johnson. What are you hearing? Yeah, I talked to him yesterday. He can play guard. He can play tackle. He, he converted the guard, right guard. For senior year before that, he had a number of starts at right tackle from Spring Lake Park High School, former hockey player. Played hockey at Spring Lake Park High School. Obviously, he played football as well. Lands at North Dakota State. You know, they sold him on Billy Turner, right? Turner years ago, who's now a uh, starter for the Green Bay Packers, and he been contracted for the Packers a year ago. You know, Billy at Mount Street High School committed to North Dakota State years ago. And so they sold Zach. They said, hey, you know, we turned Billy. Billy Turner, an NFL player, we think we can do the same for you. You know, so like he finished his college career with with 46 consecutive starts, you know, won three national championships. So he's played in a lot of big games. I think a lack of a pro day hurts a guy like that, Ross, like a lot of these guys. You know, so maybe he doesn't get drafted, but he'll certainly get picked up after the draft. I know the Cardinals are a good fit. The Cardinals offensive line coach actually Billy Turner in Denver. You know, so he's got a connection to Turner, you know, knows all about North Dakota State linemen. You know, so I wouldn't be shocked if he landed in Arizona. But I know New Orleans has shown some interest, the Vikings, and a few other teams. So, yeah, that's a that's definitely a name to know. Spring Lake Park High School, Zach Johnson. But, but you go up and down the list, Ross. There's, there's so many guys that, that have a chance, right? Like Thomas Barber has a chance. I don't know how great of a chance, but he has a chance. You know, you think about a kid from Hudson High School, Alex Herring. Great story. All-time leading scorer in basketball at Hudson High School. Goes to Minnesota State Mankato. Good player there for a couple of years. Then he transfers to Wisconsin River Falls. Plays another couple of years of basketball. Good college basketball player. Then it was recommended because of his size, 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, you know, he's got some, some good girth to him. Then he goes out for the football team. Ends up playing wide receiver for Wisconsin River Falls for two years. Uh, he'll transition more to, to the tight end position if he gets picked up by an NFL team. He's actually working with an electrician right now in the Hudson area. So, I mean, he's planning for, for life without football, but he works out for a couple hours middle of the day. So his boss says, hey, do a little work in the morning, do some football workout in the afternoon, then do some more work at night. Uh, he did a pro day. It's on YouTube. I know the Bears have shown some interest in him some other games. He's got a kid from ELSL High School, Drayton Carlberg. A defensive lineman who played a lot the last couple of years for Oregon, right? Pac-12, big-time program. The Oregon Ducks, he won't be a draft, but he has a chance to get picked up. So there's so many guys, and I'm leaving it up some things to Ross, but 
there's so many guys that people aren't even thinking about that have a chance to land on NFL rosters that have Twin Cities guys. Doogie, final question. I just have to ask it, then I'll let you get out of here. It's Vikings related. Yeah. Trader Rick has 12 draft picks this upcoming weekend. He's going to be incredibly active, isn't he? I I have my doubts they're going to pick at 22 and 25. He lives for this, probably more than winning football games. Here's what I would say, Ross. Over, under, draft, trades by Rick Spielman, two and a half. So if you take the under or the over, I think minimum, he makes two trades. The question is, does he make three or four? But yeah, with 12 picks, he is going to make trades. That's plural. It won't be one. It'll be multiple. The question is, is it more than two? But yeah, he is going to be incredibly active, whether he's he's drafting from, from his Eden Prairie living room or if he happened to be at DCO Performance Center. That doesn't change how Rick will operate later this week. He is going to make trades. Doogie, you're the best. I appreciate it. I'm going to hang up on you so you can get back to your, your new day job of teaching. Thank you, Ross. I appreciate it. Hopefully, I see your pretty face soon. Yeah, it'll be awesome. And, Dukes, enjoy the show. I hope you're schooling your kids. Thank you. See you, Ross. See you, buddy. That is Darren Doogie Wolfson. You can hear me hanging up the phone on him right there from KSTP Channel 5 and also heard Fridays at 6 o'clock on the Scoop podcast on Score North or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow him on Twitter at D. Wolfson KSTP, just, uh, I don't know if encyclopedia is the right word, but just a wealth of knowledge. There's a reason why he always has the scoops and often knows what's going to happen in the state of Minnesota when it comes to sports-wise before the rest of us do, just because he's that plugged in. So certainly appreciate his time on a busy day for him and a busy time leading up to the draft. Again, at D. Wolfson KSTP on Twitter. You can get a Scoops podcast wherever you get your pods. Same as the Score North Gophers show, available on Apple, Spotify, scorenorth.com, or that free Score North mobile app. And if you wouldn't mind while you have some downtime, if you're listening to this quarantined edition of the Score North Gophers show and things are a little bit more calm for you right now, you got a few extra moments, please take a moment to give us a review, rate us. We would certainly appreciate that. The plan for right now, hopefully maybe Saturday evening or Sunday, I'll be back with another guest to review what the Gophers did in the draft or Gophers players, where they went, maybe where they even signed as rookie free agents. Then next week into the following weeks, we'll start to transition more back into the team on the field as we certainly hope that there will be games this upcoming fall at TCF Bank Stadium. That'll do it for this edition. I'm Ross Brendel. Again, thanks to Darren Doogie Wolfson from KSTP Channel 5 and the Scoop Podcast for joining me today.